Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the box score breakdown for this games on Monday, the 14th of December. On a day where the cups are starting to happen and people are starting to lose out on their NBA career, but your box score analysis, your fantasy analysis won't go anywhere. I am your host, Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at TheHarlander23. I'm joined by always my magnificent co-host. I'm using big words today. Magnificent. Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Uh, Mr. J, hello. Mate, uh, I've got to start by apologising for my voice. I sound a bit like a mixture of Joe Cocker and the bloody Crocodile Hunter right here. (laughs) No Thor today. No deep, uh, arousing voice like Thor. Uh, shout out to the guy from the league that I drop a lot of voice messages into the league chat. I often drop voice messages because like Dan, our wonderful guest today, I have kids, which mean I'm holding them with one hand and dropping voice messages or voice to text with the other. So guys said I sound like Thor. I'm very sorry. I'm more Joe Cocker today, mate. Oh, that's okay. And look, you've just said who our guest is. I'm super duper excited. The boss man. We call him the pod father. You can find him on Twitter at Dan Bespris, or if that's just too hard, go to Google uh, Dan from Hoopball. You will find him. Hello, Dan Bespris. Welcome to the Box Score Breakdown yet again. I know you've been on here before, but not with us. So uh, thanks for joining us. Of course. Yeah, it's my pleasure. That I, whew, I got to say, yeah, I mean... If if that's uh, Mr. Jolly, if that's the beat up version of your voice, people are about to, they're going to need to turn the bass down when they listen to this thing. <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be like rattling yeah. people's office chairs. You wait wait till I start doing my intros. You know, hailing from parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bruce Buffer, watch out, Mr. Jolly on. <laughs> <laughs> on the case. So, look, while we've got the host of the great podcast, the Fantasy NBA Today, and of course, might I add, we are presented by Hoopball, as is Fantasy NBA Today, and a shout out to all the big guys, including Dan. Uh, we'll get stuck into some fantasy analysis while we've got. Uh, Dan on the show today. So let's kick it off. You said the only thing interesting about the preseason, and we are in the preseason, is who's missing with injuries. Why is that your outlook, Dan? Well, I mean, the preseason is, and I, my, I always get in trouble when I try to make blanket statements because once you hit a, a, a certain threshold of people that are paying attention to what you do, you pretty much can't do anything without someone finding a, some measure of fault with it. So I have to toe the line a little bit. But for the preseason in general, you're going to see a lot of guys get run that don't get run during the regular season because they're just guys sitting out. And, you know, I think a good example of this right now is someone like uh, Taylor Horton Tucker on the Lakers, who's been brilliant in the preseason so far. And by the way, let me also mention Kyle Kuzma has been very good for the Lakers in the preseason. But, but as great as they've looked and THT like his, his skill level is solid. It, it, folks that watched the bubble, he had that, it was like one eight minute burst. I think it was against the Rockets where he was great. He can knock down shots offensively. He's gifted, but people forget who's not playing in these games. So for me, the, the thing you're watching for in the preseason is to make sure the guys that you like already don't have something going wrong with them. Uh, I think a good example of that right now would be someone like uh, a Brandon Clark or a Derek White on San Antonio, guys that aren't in preseason games yet, where we didn't even really know until 10 days ago that these guys were banged up. But now all of a sudden, 
you know, hey, is this going to be something that lingers into the season? Do I need to be more careful with this guy? Very infrequently, do you see someone pop up in the preseason that carries it over? I think Devontae Graham last year might be one of the only examples in the last half decade of someone that was like, oh, okay, that guy might actually play during the regular season. Otherwise, don't overreact. Find out who's hurt, who's not, and take that into your drafts. And have your drafts late, going very close to opening night. Draft your fantasy teams late so you know as much as you can about this stuff and you don't get burned by some weird injury thing. So don't draft Harry Giles in the first round? <laughs> That's another really good example. <laughs> He's, he has skill. I mean, he had skill. We saw, we saw he put up fantasy numbers in limited minutes, even in Sacramento. But there was a reason he was buried third, fourth on a clunky depth chart. And now he goes to a place where there are proven NBA, NBA players sitting in front of him in line. It's just not the opportunity doesn't carry over when uh, when everybody's healthy and playing and when they go against better competition. It just, it doesn't stick. Now, you know, I will say, and you guys are going to have to cut me off from time to time because I talk too much. And I, I used to, I'm used to talking to myself, so no one stops me. Uh, someone like Harry Giles, this is good to know. File it in the back of your head in case something happens to say Nurk gets hurt or a couple people potentially get hurt. Canto's uh, uh, jolly right. reminded us, uh, you know, if he gets injured, then there's a bigger bench role for Giles potentially at Portland. Exactly. Yeah. Watch for guys getting hurt. It's just something to file in the back of your head as this is a guy that can put up numbers in limited minutes. We sort of knew that about him already, but at least now we know that they're perhaps a little more confident in rolling him out there in those spots, but it's really more plug and play than it is full season. So who are the guys you're keeping uh, an eye out with regards to injuries in this preseason at the moment, Dan? So the two that I mentioned, um, Derek White with his toe in San Antonio, Brandon Clark, I think it's, is it a groin or a hip? Something in the, something in the mid area. Mid-section. <laughs> yeah, mid, mid-section thing. Um, you know, those are probably the, the two that jumped out to me because, you know, these are guys where you're looking for dudes that are maybe drafted in the middle rounds, not late necessarily, or kind of like mid late somewhere in that neck of the woods. Uh, there are the high profile injuries. Uh, we already know Christoph Porzingis is not going to be there to start the year. We already know Jaron Jackson Jr. is not going to be there to start the year. So those are guys that I'm just avoiding. Uh, I am. Most seasons, I'm pretty bent on avoiding those guys. I might make the ever so slight exception, but this year, no chance. I, I know risk, that it the risk averse Dan no Vespers. Oh yes, do not saddle me with that. Uh, one year, I broke my rule, and I know that this is you know, the magic of small sample size for my own team in this respect. But if you start your year with an injured player, in addition to what happens with them. You know, Paul George is a good example of this last year. He sort of had stuff all season long. He was never fully right because their their training camp gets blown up. They try to get back into the game too quickly. Something else goes wrong. They don't ramp up at the right pace. There's this desire to get in and go at full steam, and they just keep hurting themselves. It, it, it ends up costing them almost an entire season, at least playing at the normal capacity these guys can play. There are exceptions on the other side. I'm willing to admit that. Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook, some four years ago, I think, in Oklahoma City, he, he missed like two games and he was supposed to miss three weeks and then he was just good the rest of the year. But most of the time, you know, Chris Stops Porzingis is a nice example of this. If he's not right at the beginning of the year, there's no guarantee he will ever be right this season. And then with JJJ, these guys are going to miss more games and other guys on your team, this year in particular with COVID, other guys are going to miss games. You just can't afford to be taking zeros and missing out on early draft picks at the beginning of the season when you got to build a little bit of a cushion. It's just too horrifying this year. Your early picks need to play. That's that is got to be the big rule this year. You need games out of the guys you're spending on on draft day. Mr. Jolly, what's your thoughts? Are you a bit risk averse when it comes to fantasy drafting and, and injured players? I know Zinger. Uh, is on a few of your teams. Uh, so that would indicate probably a no. Firstly, I'm glad you didn't pause too long after you said, are you risk averse to fantasy? Because uh, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to make sure you don't leave a pause too long after that because I might start answering your questions in ways that viewers, that listeners are not expecting. I am um, probably, look, I have Zinger. 
I'll be completely honest with you. I drafted Zinger in a hoopball league, not realizing there was no IR. <laughs> so I have sent some hasty messages to Andre, um, the wonderful man who's arranging all of these hoopball uh, fantasy leagues. And if you didn't get him on this year, you should next. And I was like, I drafted Porzingis and Derek White. And then I went to move Porzingis onto IR. And I was like, oh, there's no IR. What? That's a bit odd. Oh, maybe they're going to turn it on right before the season. And I messaged him and he said, there's no IR. So now I've got Porzingis. I've got Derek White, who might miss a few games at the start of the season. I had to drop my late round breakout guys, two of them, and pick up solid guys. So I think I picked up um, Mello and I might have picked up um, even RJ Barrett because he's going to stuff some stat categories. And I dropped a KK and one of my other breakout guys who I took at the end. It might have even been Keldon Johnson or someone like that, who's also injured. So that was a bit of like a radical reworking that was required. Short answer, I'm willing in leagues where I think I'm going to make the playoffs, I'm willing to stash Porzingis um, for sure, but not in more than one or two leagues. It's the same thing with Kyrie. I've been grabbing Kyrie. God, in the league yesterday, I got Kyrie at like 30. Mm. I can't say no there, but now I've got three Kyries. That's as much (laughs) as I can handle. That's as much as I can handle. No more Kyrie. Right. You're running out of you're running out of two person team at that point, you know. Unfortunately, but no, I agree with you. I, I know that there's another question here. When a guy falls a certain distance, it sort of changes the trajectory of it. But at least Kyrie is healthy to start the year. You yeah. know, you know you're going to miss games mid season, but at least he's going to start the year for you. But I mean, let's let's nickels and dimes. I got Pozingas at pick seventy five. Too early. Yeah, I still don't even know if I could. That that's probably where you could consider it. But I mean, there's. His issues are just so massive. Head-to-head league, he's pretty tough to roster. I think Roto, you can make a better case with a games cap. You know, if you can just squeeze 45 games out of him with your seventh-round pick, that makes that makes some sense because he could be rolling along at a you know second-round guy when he's healthy. But if you need your guy on the floor, say, for your fantasy playoffs or if you're in an unlimited games format in head-to-head and he's just throwing up zeros every other week, that'll kill you. So summary is watch what's happening when he comes back in January and also look where I am in in the standings because at some point I may have to drop him. I'm pretty good at – I work the waiver wire like an absolute frog in a sock. So I I back myself to to get out of jail if I need to. There's a few metaphors for you, Scotty. And I saw on Twitter this morning, Dan, that or this morning, this afternoon, depending on where you are in the world, uh, that someone said Triple J at 59 – is that too early, Dan? Mm, yeah, it's too early for me. I, I mean, he there, he has a really good chance to beat that mark, by the way. So I, I should I should clarify when I say it, but it's that same thing for me where even if his final season totals value does exceed that mark, it, I, I'm not going to be happy with the way it gets there. I, I need a guy that's going to get me games played at the start of a season. I mean, top 60 is actually probably pretty close to where he's at. I don't know that with the injury, he can go a whole lot higher. Uh, I, I don't see any path for him to rebound much more this year. So there's, it's really going to have to be he stays on the floor once this knee thing goes away. Um, but yeah, that's actually a little bit early for him for me. I, I, I've almost written him off completely because I'm so certain He's going to get drafted before I would consider him that he's just not even really on my board. He's just, he'll be gone. I'm, I'm, it'll be 99.9%. He will be gone by the time I would consider drafting him. Quickly, we need to pause the show for an announcement and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. What's the free stuff? The bruise letter is back. Oh, yes. Back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. Not the Denver Nuggets, fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on the podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. That's brew, B-R-E-W-S, and then letter, 2021, and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash Bruce Letter 2021, Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. 
And Mr. J mentioned some buzz guys. Um, he'd have to drop some of them at the end of his drafts. Who are some of the buzz guys you're getting nagged with, Dan, uh, especially on Twitter where everyone's nagging you with all those questions around, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm at pick 10, who should I take? Things like that. Who are the buzz guys you're getting asked about? So I'll say this. I actually like when people are asking me about players. I think that's fun. I think there's a good discussion to have on almost every player in the NBA. The ones that kill me are when people just take a screenshot of their team. And I don't, I don't know what order you got these guys in. You know, you've got your, because of the, 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 you know, when teams are playing because of schedule, there might be your first round pick at the bottom of your bench and you might have your last guy like featured in the image you send me. So if you're going to send me a team, Please send me the draft order. I need to know when you got these guys. That's how I'll know if it was a value or not. Now, uh, in terms of the, the folks that are getting asked about, I, I think Shea has got to be the most asked player on Twitter this year. I, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but at least then I've seen. Because with him, the question is, how early can people go? And... You know, with every player in the NBA, there's a point at which you've now capped out their value. We all know there's no one left in Oklahoma City. We all know he's going to be a usage machine. They lost Truder. They lost Gallinari. They lost Chris Paul. They brought in, they lost Steven Adams. They brought in Al Horford. That's really it. Everyone else is just sort of a young guy being elevated. And, you know, the guys that we don't, at least at this point, know if they have any desire to take and or shoot the basketball. So... You know, the sky's the limit in terms of what he might be able to do, but you're starting to see him go in the second round. And that's that's the target there. That's where everybody's like, all right, look, if things break the right way, this dude could be a second round value this year. But if you draft him in the second round, there's no room for him to exceed that spot. So, you know, if he falls to the third, I would almost definitely take him. As long as he's hanging around in the second, I want to try to get a guy in the second round that I think can actually beat that mark can can be an early second rounder or a late first rounder even and i don't think shea quite has that ceiling yet at least not until he learns how to be a distributing point guard so does that mean that i did okay with my draft this was the one that brandon reviewed yesterday without wanting to bore people listening to both just give you the first three picks so i was pick one i got james harden then at the turn i took shea and nurk and so the reason, the logic there was if I didn't take Shea there, he's not going to be there for me at, at pick 48. So I, I went Harden, Shea, Nurk. And then when I had my next picks, I got, I think I got McCall Bridges and who else was my other guy? And Lowry. So I got my, you know, my points assist guys and my MacGyver guy. I love to get my MacGyvers, my Bridges and Rocos and um, OGs and those kind of guys in the in the 45 to 65 range but so Shay at pick 24 uh okay Dan yeah you know I, I I hate to answer a question with a question but it sort of comes down to who else was still out there at 24 like if if someone gave me the option of Shay or uh I don't know say like a uh, Vooch maybe a Nick Vucevic I, I think I probably would go Vooch even though he's generally getting drafted a little bit later than Shea so far this year. So I don't have a massive problem with it necessarily. I just like to know were there other options out there of guys that, at least in my book, maybe could go, could be a mid-second rounder or an early second rounder, where with Shea, I think you probably got him pretty close to where he ends up this year, if I had to guess. Are there problems I, with the second round, Dan, drafting this year? You know, SGA in particular, like people drafting him fairly early that – you know, he, he may be a bust this year, as we spoke about yesterday. Are there other players who people are struggling when it comes to pulling the trigger in the second round? Oh, guys, the second round has been, and this is multiple years running now. I don't know why the second round is such a pain. There's this weird psychological thing that happens where you get through these very obvious first round guys. And then it's this, it's a battle between, do I take this very sort of quiet, plotting, solid top 30 guy or do I swing for it? And most people end up swinging, and that's kind of where the second round comes in. So I, guys that I've seen go in the second round lately, Joel Embiid, massive injury risk. Uh, Bam Adebayo, who, you know, last year he had a really good season. I, I don't, I don't want to undersell how good Bam was last year, but a lot of his value was tied up in the fact that he played all 65 pre-bubble 
regular season games for Miami. His per game value was actually just 39. So he was able to rocket into the second round because he was just, you know, there, which is important. Don't get me wrong. Durability is, as I've said on my show, the 10th category, but there isn't really much upside there. Kevin Durant, big injury risk. Bradley Beal, everyone's wondering, what does the Russell Westbrook thing mean? Devin Booker's going in the second round. Kyrie Irving, Paul George, John Collins, Jimmy Butler, DeAndre Ayton. That's basically your second round this year. And there aren't that many guys in there where you can sort of put a flag in it and say, this dude will get near his ADP. There's, it, they're very polarizing. Whereas, kind of interestingly, if you look at the third round, you've got guys like Nurk going in the third, Vooch, Gobert, Chris Paul, Siakam, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry. These are guys where you're like, oh yeah, those guys will almost definitely be third round picks or even a tiny bit better. So the second round creates this weird artificial bubble of guys. Everyone's afraid to take a guy they think is going to be a quiet third rounder, but there aren't any obvious first rounders left. And so people end up getting a little bit confused. If I'm looking at that second round list and I'm saying, who do I think is probably your safest bet with a little upside. It's probably a guy like a Paul George. Um, I think I'd probably consider a Kevin Durant. I know there's going to be some rest there, but we know his per game stuff. He sort of built in that Kawhi Leonard type mold. Uh, and then you reach a little bit farther down in the second round. I think Jimmy Butler, who is also going to rest this year, now that he's getting drafted, you know, 22, 23, Last year, he missed, I think, a dozen basketball games in a, in a 63, 64 game sample size, and he was still number 17. So, you know, as a nine cat roto guy, that's generally how I see all this stuff through that lens. The missed games don't bother me as much, uh, whereas with head to head, you have to be so concerned with when the games missed happen and does it cost you a week here and there. In roto, you know, it's all about rolling it all together at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably dodge a few of the more risky players in that second round, but also don't be afraid to do uh, what Mr. Jolly did. If you see a guy that you think is going to be locked in and get you that second round number, then just reach down the board five, six slots and and feel a little bit safer. I know it, you know, it doesn't give you that excitement in your belly the way that uh, taking a Joel Embiid might in the second round, but it, you'll your team will probably thank you for it at the end. Mr. Jay, what's your view on the second, third round? What do you feel in your gut when it comes to drafting around that time? Yeah, I agree. That third round, I like almost everything there. The second round is there's a lot of consternation. Coming back to the Shea thing in terms of taking something like Vooch, because I took Nurkic, I took Shea Gilgis Alexander instead because the point guard and the big assistant points guys were basically gone the next best small after shy was jar morant and if you look at the third round in that draft it was jar morant zion vooch john collins donovan mitchell i prefer shea over him brandon ingram wing zach levine none of those guys jamal murray i would take before shea so when i decided to take nurk that ruled out vooch and it's funny that you brought him up because my partner in america shout out to uncle logan who i run a lot of my teams with he wanted to take uh vooch so who was right, Dan? Should I have taken Vooch instead of Nurk? And secondly... All right, I'll, I'll answer your questions in reverse order because that's, uh, you know, I, I live to screw things up a little bit here. Um, in terms of, you know, positional scarcity, I'm really not worried about that unless you're the 10, 11, or 12 pick in your league. There, There's ample point guards and big men that are going between one and eight, and then again, kind of coming back between like 16 and, and 24. If you get wedged in that 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 range, you're going to have to make a choice. And it, and it doubles up a little bit because you have the same issue towards the end of the third, beginning of the fourth round. So don't worry about that unless you're near the end of your draft. And then you will kind of have to make that decision. Do I reach down the board a little bit, get myself a point guard, get myself a big man? In terms of Nurk versus Vooch, I have a slight lean to Vooch, if only because he is more clearly the offensive option on his team. He's the number one offensive option on Orlando. Nurk is really more the third offensive option. He's going to have plenty of opportunities, but Dame is very clearly in front of him. CJ McCollum is in front of him. And with Orlando, Vooch is just going to get more shots. So it's that it's that little usage bump 
where Nurk can make up with it, uh, make up for it a little bit with defensive stats. And if his free throw shooting really does take a step forward, but there's a little more safety in knowing that Vooch is just going to have more to do on a night to night basis. And I think it averages out to him uh, putting up per game numbers that are probably about a half round better than Yusuf Nurkic. Now, speaking of big men and a little bit later, rounded big men, um, and that come out really weird. <laughs> yeah, talking about rounded big men. Yeah, well, big men who have got value later. Mr. J, you put some polls up on social media yesterday. You want to talk about those? So we asked some of our good friends and new subscribers to the show from uh, various leagues that we play in. Uh, which of these guys would you take before... Demarcus Cousins, um, the round, the new, the modern round mound of uh, stretching the floor, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> Wendell, one hundred percent of people surveyed said they would take Wendell Carter Jr. before Demarcus Cousins. Eighty percent said they would take Stephen Adams before him. Seventy percent, and this was the big argument with my mate uh, Mike Hussey from New York, said they would take Rashawn Holmes. Forty percent, including me, said they would take Nerlens Noel, and thirty percent said they would take. Serge Abaka and 0% said none of these. So all of those five guys, somebody would take them before, um, everybody would take one of them before DeMarcus Cousins and um, everybody into Wendell. Most people would say Stephen Adams and Rashawn Holmes as well. Noel and Abaka not. What do you think about those figures, Dan? Yeah, I'm on board with the not Ibaka, mostly because there's just no upside there. Um, He's going to, dangle around the edge of the top 100 probably most of the season so that just won't be that much fun it'll be fine um but you might as well take a swing at that point you know if you're if you're getting surge at like 115 120 just just take a swing on somebody uh i think the other four i would take in front of boogie i I think he's gonna be very unreliable they're gonna give him rest days he's missed you know the better part of two and a half years with a series of massive injuries this is not a he's just gonna come back and play every night and it's gonna be fine thing he can put up stats in limited in, in limited minutes, and so that's why you like the sort of swing for the fence stuff. But again, you know he fits, I think, better with a roto format with a games cap where you can just drop him in there on the nights where you know he's healthy and playing, and and bench him on other ones. But those days where he's resting, uh, any nagging injuries, they're gonna rest him. They're gonna kid glove him. So I, you know I don't know if you can take Boogie at least with any confidence in a head to head league, and then. You know, with the other guys, I think there's there's argument for a little bit of upside or consistency. So, yeah, I'll go four out of the five over Boogie. Huh. Interesting. Four of the five, Mr. J, your uh, thoughts on that? Well, you already know. I'm, I, I'm taking risky guys at different places. So I've got three Kyries. I've, I've stashed Zinger. I'm not against taking risk, but given what I think I can find, the val- I think, and I've learned this from listening to pounding the pods as we like to say um, for the last sort of 18 months or so in a really big way that you, you can win drafts as Dan says, you can lose drafts in the first round, maybe in the second round, you can't win them. You win them in those mid rounds up until maybe round 10 or 11 and perhaps with the flyers you take and working the waiver wire. So I really, ju- you know, trust my ability to win drafts in that six to 10 range. And I just don't think I need to get to Marcus cousins to make the playoffs. That might sound arrogant, but if I'm getting, Markel Fultz at pick 85 or pick 90. Nerlens Noel at pick 110. Why do I need DeMarcus Cousins? I don't. That's fair enough. And look, before we get into the box scores, and yes, they are coming up very soon, only because we've got our esteemed the pod father, Dan Bespris, with us. Of course, you can find him on Twitter at uh, Dan Bespris. Or you can go onto Google and Google Dan from Hoopball. One last question, Dan, and I'll put it to Mr. J first. Balls to the wall. Who is your go-to in fantasy? As as Matthew Berry from ESPN says, your fantasy ride or die, the one guy who you just can't live without on your fantasy team this year. Gee, I want to say two or three different names. I will say... McCall Bridges, but it's any one of three or four guys who are very similar to him. But I'm going to go McCall Bridges because he's the one who falls to me most in that range of like pick 55 to 80. Like, I don't think I've reached as high as 55 for him, but I, but I would. But he's he's the one of those guys that comes to me the most. And Dan, 
who is your balls to the wall go to in drafts? I think everybody knows I'm going to say Tobias Harris. He's he ends up on the old man brigade. Yeah, the old man brigade, guys. I just I know it's it's so on brand and so terribly boring, but he always falls to me at 60 and his per game numbers are going to be there and he's going to play in probably 70 of the 72 games. So he's going to beat that mark like he'll get you points. In the middle of a draft, he'll do it on decent percentages. I know he's not going to blow anybody away. He's just... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Decent at a lot of things. At an area in a draft where you, you know, if you've taken a chance earlier, you want to firm it up, make sure it doesn't, you, you know, every, every, you got your guy that's playing there every night. Uh, in terms of someone, I'll, I'll give a second one here before I got to sign off too that is a little bit less boring but equally old, I think I'm going to end up with Chris Paul in a lot of places again. I, I had him on a ton of my teams last year, and I, I just, I, I was honestly, I'm surprised he's not getting drafted earlier. I know he's not the guy in Phoenix, but he took 12 and a half, 13 shots a game last year. Even if he's like a half shot off of that, he still should beat his marks. I, I, I think he's my slightly riskier but very interesting old man, and then Tobias, who's not old but plays old, is... Uh, the the traditional Dan Vespers guy. Oh, Dan, look, thanks for coming on. You will come back uh, again and again, hopefully. We'll have the pod father on to give us more insight of the uh, NBA and the fantasy side of things. If people want to listen to Fantasy NBA today, how can they uh, get a hold of that? Who knows? Who knows? It's available everywhere podcasts are found. I, honestly, really, what you said already makes the most sense. Just find me on Twitter, I retweet the link every day. Uh, it's Fantasy NBA Today is the name of the pod. Uh, the last name is B-E-S-B-R-I-S if you want to find me on Twitter. That's that's the landing spot. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Of course, not just the box score breakdown, but also Fantasy NBA Today and all the stuff presented by HoopBall. The pod father, Dan Bespris, thank you for joining us. Gentlemen, you're the best. You're the best. I'm so happy to be part of this, this relaunch of box score breakdown. It's going to be incredible. To all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure you take care of below-the-waist grooming for yourself. Our partners at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on a double team of nagging defenders so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped are here to sync the competition and deliver the best tools for your below-the-waist grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting their greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you for when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and a crop reviver. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls getting caught up to your leg. The crop reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with a soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. God, this is crazy. And it will give your balls a boost. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. It's a whole new ball game. Get 20% off and free shipping. Take advantage of this limited time offer for Manscaped. All-star lineup and try it for yourself. 20% off free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20 when things get hairy in the fourth quarter. Make sure you call on Manscaped in clutch time. Well, Mr. J, I'm pretty stoked. We got the pod father on to talk all things fantasy kind of makes your day. I almost don't want to do the box scores, but I know we have to. Uh, So let's get straight into it. The first game that we had 
that we need to look at is uh, the Cavs versus the Pacers. Now, uh, the Pacers, 106, lost to the Cavs, 116 uh, for Cleveland uh, 26 minutes, 23 points, four rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block, uh, three threes for the Aussie that is Dante Exum. Uh, Andre Drummond, 23 minutes, a double-double in that, uh, 17 points, 11 rebounds, two steals, three blocks. Okoro, the rookie, uh, another big minutes, uh, 28 minutes, 15 points, three rebounds, four assists. Look, the Pacers started off fairly quick in this game, uh, and then lost the rebounds. They also probably did themselves over in the uh, from the line, only shooting 53%. But we'll talk about the Cavs. Uh, and Drummond, is he looking like a third rounder again, Mr. J? Yeah, well, this is one of those things. It's funny because Pedro, who was on with us on the weekend, said he sent me a message today saying something like, uh, wait until the season starts, and once again we'll see that pretty much nobody knows anything about fantasy. <laughs> Obviously, he's exaggerating, but one thing I might – be seen to know nothing about is I was telling people stay away from Andre Drummond. I don't like Andre Drummond, but I mean, if you look at that 17, 11, three blocks, uh, you know, in, in not the full minutes that he might play normally, that is third round value. If he gets those blocks as well, together with the big, the points and the assists. So if the Cavs spruik him, uh, you know, they're saying he's going to be sold off before the trade deadline, probably then he could be massive value at least until then. And look, the Pacers had uh, six three uh, attempts in the first two minutes of the game. Uh, Sabonis started absolutely hot. 26 minutes, 18 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Oladipo, nine points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. And uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 25 minutes, 11 points, three assists, two steals, three threes. Uh, Sabonis, mate, what do you think? Yeah, well, the word boner is in his name, isn't it? So that probably gives you a fair fair crack of understanding what I think. Um, those stats are pretty amazing. And I tell you what, the only thing he got wrong today was he missed his threes. If he starts hitting them, which is normally Miles Turner's caper, isn't it? Turner's all about blocks and threes. I tell you what, if boner starts hitting those, he dead. That's Turner is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you meant. And Oladipo, bit uh, putrid today. He was ranker than septic, mate. I tell you, two for 11. Is he ever a top 50 or 60 guy again? Uh, could be an overreact, but uh, he looks very rough, mate. Very, very rough. Just for a minute, I need to talk about the fantasy pass from Hoopball. And here's the thing. Hoopball is a great website. We all love the content. We love that it exists, but Hoopball needs to keep the lights on. So for a few weeks every year, we sell stuff. This year, the best deal in fantasy is here at Hoopball, and it's called the Fantasy Pass. It's just $4.99 a month and gets you the entire draft guide, the Brewski 150, a DFS pass, and all in-season fantasy tools. That's nuts. Just $4.99, all that stuff. You know what? Cook yourself dinner tonight instead of ordering delivery, and you can afford the Fantasy Pass for half a year. So please, do check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. That is hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass, $4.99 a month. You won't regret it. And our second game, the Raptors, 112 doing over the Hornets 109. Uh, We'll start with the Raptors, FVV, with a buzzer beater from three. He almost uh, did a pump fake and then hit back on the ground. It was uh, a bit of an amazing effort from the little man, the little bearded man. 22 minutes, 23 points, four assists, uh, three steals, five out of seven from three, and 75%. From the floor, Siakam, 23 minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, uh, three assists, one steal, two threes. OG and Obi, 20 minutes, four points, two rebounds, one assist. Norman Powell got some 17 minutes, nine points, one rebound, two assists. And the water boy, uh, water boy Boucher, 14 minutes, 1.8 rebounds, one assist, one block. They are the highlights for the Raptors. FVV, uh, do you like him more than Lowry? I do. It's pretty close, but Lowry's injuries worry me a bit more. Having said that, FVV missed some time last season, but uh, there's a reason that FVV won some finals MVP votes. Um, he He's a gunner. Um, he's going to get assists. He get those steals. Look at those three steals. 
some drafts he's a bit of a buzzy guy and someone loves him and grabs him early. But if he falls to you like at the, I don't know, end of the third round, anywhere in the fourth round, I, I love Fifi. I'm all about that. And uh, the water boy, Boucher, him and Baines, what do you think is going to happen there between uh, the water boy and the Aussie? Look, what we saw today, this, the minute split was 17 to Baines and 13 to Boucher. I don't know if you can, uh, what you can read into that, but if you um, extrapolate that, there's a big word for you, over 48 minutes, it's something like 26 to 22. And we've heard Dan talking about before, if that's what the split is, both of them potentially have value. Having said that, both of them were absolute garbage today. They had five points between them. So make it that what you like. And the Hornets, uh, let's look at their team and how they went today. Devontae Graham, 24 minutes, 13 points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. One from seven from three is a bit yuck. Uh, Gordon Haywood, 24 minutes. Uh, is that uh, how many points? I can't even read my own writing. 14 points, four rebounds, six assists, two threes. Uh, you, one of your favourite sleepers, PJ Washington, 24 minutes, nine point six rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, 36% from the floor. And, of course, the number, uh, what was he, three draft pick, Lamello, 20 minutes, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, uh, and look, in the first two minutes, had his both of his assists, both of them spectacular alley-oops. Uh, his first shot was a corner three. He's done okay. DVG, uh, Mr. Jolly, take it away. Tell you what, though, my hair is standing on end on the back of my neck because can we start with PJ Washington? I'll get to, to um, DVG very quickly. PJ, two steals, two blocks. Um, those small man lineups with PJ Washington. My goodness gracious me. Go grab that guy. DVG, I love me some DVG, especially in points leagues, but one for seven from deep, not so much. The six assess, assists, though, if you're punting uh, field goal percentage, go for DVG. The thing to watch, I guess, is just going to be when does Lamelo come off the bench and displace one of him or um, Rosier? And does it matter? Because the sixth man in Charlotte maybe has some value. Charlotte is a very interesting fantasy team. We should have almost put them in our narratives, mate, because, yeah, really interesting. One of the top season narratives, I reckon, for fantasy. And the assist numbers from Haywood? That's beautiful. I mean, six assists. That's why you go grab him. You know, like if you want to, if you're feeling a little bit courageous, you're a courageous person, you draft him with glee. Big mid, you know, fifth round or into the sixth round, I've seen him going, oh, yeah. You know, 14, four and six in limited minutes today. Uh, he's got good percentages. He can hit the three ball as well. Yeah. All, Golden Hayward, get get yourself some of him. Into our third game, the Pelicans 114 knocked over the Heat 92. The return of Zion. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The Heat were uh, 28% from three were fairly putrid. The Pelicans won the rebound battle by 16 and a huge fourth quarter by the Pels and got them over. Uh, Zion, 33 minutes, 26 points, 11 rebounds, two assists for uh, a double-double for a guy who is pretty soon going to be the number one player in fantasy. That's my red hot tip. Uh, Hart had 33 minutes, 11 points, four rebounds, one assist, four steals. Brandon Ingram, 31 minutes, 22 points, six rebounds, six assists, three steals, one block. Uh, Lonzo, 31 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds, six assists, two from three. And Stephen Adams, the Kiwi, get you some fush and chops, 19 minutes, Seven points, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal. Zion, wow. You just took him in a points league, didn't you, Mr. J? My goodness gracious me. We remember Zion. I tell you, uh, this is obviously the story of the day. 10 for 11, three throws. It's game over, Emmanuel can't. If he just, if he can shoot his three throws as well. Um, in a points league, getting him at the end of the second round. Uh, wow. But, uh, geez. I mean, there's no, there were no defensive um, stats there, but yeah, the points, rebounds, and field goal percentage and three throw percentage, would, um, if that's decent, amazing. All I can say is big mobs of uh, points from him, as the Aussies say, you ripper, you beauty. And Brandon Ingram? Nice. That's all I can say. Nice. He's, he, he's nice. He's nice. Okay. He's all right. He's all right, Brandon. He's all right. He's a nice guy. Uh, okay. And we'll look at the heat. 
and their side of things, Kendrick Nunn, 31 minutes, 11 points, three rebounds, five assists, zero from six from three and a 35% shot from the floor. Tyler Hero, 28 minutes, 17 points, five rebounds, six assists, two from seven from three and a 50% uh, from the floor. Bam Adebayo, 19 minutes, nine points, three rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block. KZ Apala got a few minutes and did nothing. And of course, their rookie Precious, 20 minutes, eight points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Tyler Hero, a value pick, Mr. J? Yeah, I mean, when he has small forward eligibility as well, doesn't he? So he's got the shooting guard and small forward in most formats. And that multiple position eligibility is nice. Uh, he can hit the three ball and... I think there's the possibility as well that in the second half of the season, we saw him in, in the playoffs just get an e- expanded role. When And if Jimmy rests a lot in games, then, you know, Hero, and I see him sometimes going like 75 or 80 in drafts. That just seems like madness to me. I, th- I think in the, you know, 60, 65, 70, if you can get him at 75 or 80, gee, that's magnificent. And game four, the Mavs 128, defeating the Bucks 112. Dallas had a huge second half and 48% from three as a team. They did pretty well. Luca, 29 minutes, 27 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three from eight from three. Uh, Josh Richardson, 29 minutes, 23 points, seven rebounds, two assists, five from six from three point. Uh, the Aussie youngster, Josh Green, 18 minutes, 10 points. Points, two rebounds, one assist, two from three. And the other rookie for Dallas, Tyrell Terry, four minutes, two points, one assist. Uh, Luca. Yeah, well, the, the place you look with Luca, and this is one of the reasons Dan talks about how you don't win a draft in the first round or maybe even the second round. We win it in the mid rounds and later usually, but you can lose it. You see people taking Luca, you know, very early in nine category, but look at that. Look at those free throws. Six for 10, 60%. That volume at 60% is what kills you in that category. How many turnovers were there today? Turnovers are okay, only one turnover, but normally his turnovers are really high as well. Um, huge volume, amazing, but you in eight category, sure, take him, take him very early, but in nine cat, you wouldn't. Um, as for the Joshes, Josh Richardson is the one that was really interesting here, wasn't it? 23 points seven rebounds, two assists. He's a guy that is being looked over. You can get him, or you know, 10th or 11th or 12th round. That looks very tasty. And the Bucks, Giannis, Giannis, however you want to say it, depending on where you're from. Giannis, uh, 27 minutes, 24 points, 14 assists, uh, Sorry, is it 14 rebounds, four assists, three blocks. Uh, Absolute beast effort from Giannis. Brock Lopez, 11 points, zero rebounds in 22 minutes. Uh, Devontae uh, DiVincenzo, 19 minutes. Uh, He got five rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. And Drew Holiday, uh, 29 minutes, 11 points, four rebounds, six assists, one steal. What a beast of an effort from Giannis. Yeah, I took him first in the points league today. Um, I'd probably take him, you know, first or very early in eight category as well if I had the chance um, and just go and punt the free throw percentage because, yeah, we can see him really beasting again this season, can't we? What more can you say? As for Drew Holiday, he looks like the captain over there now, doesn't he? Like he played the most minutes today. I think he had 29 minutes along with Middleton. Uh Drew Holiday looks to be a value pick too. Get get very excited about him in uh, Milwaukee, especially sometimes with Giannis taking games off. And yeah, all about Drew Holiday. Game number five, the Grizzlies 123 over the Timberwolves 104. Uh, let's start with the, well, the Memphis had a big first quarter, uh, 36 to 22, and sort of ran away from it. So let's start with Memphis. Jar Morant, uh, 26 minutes, 17.7 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, only 50% from the line. Uh, Brooks, 24 minutes, 21.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals. Not a trendy name in 
in fantasy. In fact, a lot of people are poo-pooing him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 24 minutes, 20, uh, 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, two blocks, one from three. And the rookie, Desmond Bain, 16 minutes, 10 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals, got busy uh, in his limited minutes. Jao Morant, how high does he finish Mr. J? I don't know. Can I answer the question with a question? Why do I not have any Jarmoran in any league? I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to answer that. I know what? I grab him on the odd occasion, but I almost see myself moving towards some more experienced guys uh, at the point guard position around that time. Yeah, well, tasty today, though. The 17, 7, 7, two steals. The, the flaw with him is that, you know, free throw percentage is not fantastic. Um, one for two from three. I mean, he should, he's potentially, what, if he's amazing, he could be a second rounder even. Um, that's probably the ceiling this season, but there's third, the third round potential. I think he's just because he's so buzzy. I'm usually grabbing Fred Van Vliet instead uh, or somebody like that and someone else grabs Jar. Or I just took, I'm taking Shea Alexander at the turn and then I don't need, if I'm, you know, I just picked first last couple of drafts. So I've taken Shea with, with Vooch or with Nurk or something. So I'm not going to take a point guard and I don't pick again until 48. So if I picked a little bit later in the third round and he was there, I think I would take him. Um, he, he, he looks very good. Um, and Brooks, he's on your do not draft list, I understand. Uh, what would it take for you to draft him? A whole season of him not being him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's just going to destroy your field goal percentage probably and um, he'll have some good games. He's the guy who just falls in and off, you know, in and out of the waiver wire in competitive 12-team leagues. You're, you're almost certain going to, certainly going to see him on the waiver wire. And the wire T-Wolves cat, 27 minutes, 14 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two from seven from three and only a 25% field goal percentage. Uh, D'Lo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 24 minutes, 19 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal. And the number one draft pick, Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, 26 minutes, 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, 28% from the field and only one from seven from three. Uh, Mate, Ant Edwards, you know, looked a bit rough, came off the bench. Your thoughts? Uh, A bit rough. He was four for 14. Um, That's very rough. I'm just curious about him. Has a rookie ever won six man of the year? Because if he does sort his field goal percentage out, he's definitely going to have the volume of shots. That's for sure. I mean, he's got the second most shots today. He's not shy, is he? The only person with more is D'Lo. And he's probably one of the top gunners of all time. Shout out to my son, D'Angelo. You go gunning, son. Leave the defense to somebody else. <laughs> Leave it to somebody else. Because Anthony Edwards and D'Lo aren't going to do it. And Cat, only 25% uh, from the field today. Your thoughts, Mr. J? Well, he's not going to go three for 12. If he goes six for 12, his line today is 20, 10, and five in 26 minutes. Um, that's 33, 15, and eight over 36 minutes. I've said it a few times. We all love a bit of a flutter. I'm going to get that out there. Just It's not just an Aussie, Aussie way of saying bet, flutter. I'm going to get it out there. My bookie, great place to uh, have a flutter, put on a bit of a bet. You know what? If you did not feast on their Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet of up to $250, it was basically a free shot at doubling your money. If you didn't get on that, what are you doing? But seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of. It's not difficult to find some value in those lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in these thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge and make your bet and get paid. That's right, get paid. They boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic tables, slots, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, 
the doors never close. So continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200 and they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is betting free money. It's winning season at MyBookie. So come on and join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And the Suns, 92 to the Jazz, 111. So, obviously, the Jazz got up. Uh, but we'll look at the Suns first. Uh, Booker, 28 minutes, 27 points, four rebounds, no assists. Very odd. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, who we mentioned a little bit earlier, who was Mr. J's fantasy ride or die, seemed to fall to him all the time. 28 minutes, uh, 15 points, two rebounds, one assist, Two steals, uh, three from eight from three. Didn't get to the line today, and neither did DeAndre Ayton in 25 minutes. He also got four points, nine rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, and 28% from the floor. And Chris Paul uh, saw the floor as a Phoenix Sun, 17 minutes, five points, two rebounds, six assists, one steal, and he had 28% from the floor as well. Nice to see Chris Paul uh, in a Suns uniform, Mr. J. And he's one of the narratives, isn't he? Like, does he? Where does he end up hitting? Um, seeing him falling in some drafts quite a bit. Like, you know, you can get him if you get him in the forty to fifty range. Gee, that's uh, that looks like a value pick. As for McCall Bridges, uh, look at those counting stats: two steals, three three pointers. Um, yeah, you got to love that. And the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, 28 minutes, 11 points, 20 rebounds, two assists, seven from 10 from the line. Uh, Donovan Mitchell in 25 minutes got 15 points, uh, six boards, three assists, one steal, one from five from three. Uh, Boljan Bogdanovic, 26 minutes, 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, three from seven from three. They were just uh, launching them, the Jazz. Mike Connolly. 27 minutes, 16 points, one rebound, three assists, one steal, uh, three threes, and Aussie Joe, Aussie Joe Inglis, what a legend. Uh, 24 minutes, five points, four rebounds, one assist, one from five from three. Uh, let's start with Rudy Gobert, Mr. J, 20 boards. Well, he's the chairman of the boards, isn't he, with that? <laughs> what do you say, 20 boards? That just won you, that just won you the rebounds for the week. Um <laughs> Imagine if you're playing against that in uh, in head to head, and you you see him get twenty rebounds. Even in, in roto, that's that just puts you so far up in one game. Yeah, like well, look, I mean, there are there are guys who do twenty and twenty. Capella had twenty and twenty games last season too, like the or seventeen points, twenty boards, or whatever. Like they, you know, they might have five or six games like that on the season. But yeah, Gobert. He's, he's, he's an old man squad guy. Dan's been talking about him. You can get good value with him because he's falling sort of later into the third round sometimes. So if you don't get a center in the first round, as Dan said earlier, then Gobert looks a good pick in the third round. And Donovan Mitchell, people are grabbing him in the second, the third round, never finished any shorter than 40 in fantasy. Your thoughts on him, Mr. J? He's another one that I, I don't have. I don't have Jar. I don't have him. And I think it, part of it is just because I've, where I've fallen in drafts, uh, I've normally like taken like a, a point guard, like a high scoring, high assisting point guard in the first, sometimes and the second round, um, or two of my first three picks into early in the third round. And then I wouldn't go and pick him earlier than 40. And so by the time I've got picks come back around to me, he's usually gone and I'm getting my MacGyver guys like, you know, McCall Bridges and people like that at the, the fourth and fifth, um, Ubre, those kind of guys who I just think they're going to they're gonna give me extra stuff. Like if we can see here with Mitchell today, one steal, no blocks. But what do we get from McCall Bridges? So I'm not going to like reach to get, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell. And then by the time he comes back around, it comes back around to me, he's gone anyway. So I don't see him, you know, finishing in, the top 35 i would prefer if you want to take somebody like like you know that i would take jamal murray instead personally all right so that's it for today's games we look forward to tomorrow who have we got coming on as our guest tomorrow mr j well we've got steven vidovich coming on or as i call him stevie v coming on tomorrow uh dan said this about him 
He's rapidly moving up the list of guys that can do just about anything. He's earned a much bigger platform, and that means us, mate, because, you know, we're the, we're the huge Aussie guy. So he's coming on with us. He must be good. I look forward to it. Uh, also, tomorrow's game, we've only got three, but highlighted by the Celtics and the 76ers, both having their first hit out in the preseason. So look forward to that one. Don't forget, hit subscribe. And if you like us, you can rate and review us. Give us five stars. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter. I am at the Harlander 23 and Mr. Jolly, they can find you. Mr. Jolly of Sydney. All right, thanks very much for joining us. Good day. Hope you've had a, a fantastic day. A big thanks to our guest, Dan Bespris. You can find him on Twitter, at Dan Bespris. Uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye for now. Take care and get some Zion on your fork. This has been a Hoopball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.